from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Interesting what's trending list today, Cox. I'm not going to lie to you. We, we, we asked our friend Brian Murphy at WRAL to come up with a 911 call from the barbecue, pink barbecue incident of 22. Brian Murphy has delivered. We will get to that 911 call. Canes are back in action tonight. And a professional athlete is trying to tell us that 25 is old. I'll explain in What's Trending. At Geico, you have a choice of ways you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online at geico.com or stop by the Geico office nearest you. We got the Canes in game number 10. Tonight, they're on the road. They're at the Tampa Bay Lightning. That game starts at 7 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on 99.9 The Fan. Adam Gold will have Stormwatch at 6.30. It's a Bally's game tonight, Dennis Cox? That is correct. All right, Bally's, but there will be no Trip Tracy. Trip normally joins us every Thursday. Mm-hmm. He is having some voice issues. And on doctor's orders, he will rest. I believe it's going to be a three-game rest. Is that correct? Yeah, he's going to rest for a little bit. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Friday's games or tomorrow's game at home against Buffalo and Sunday's game against Tampa Bay are ESPN Plus and ESPN games, respectively. So it's a radio-only broadcast from a Kane standpoint. All right, so it offers Trip a little bit of a chance. But, yes, it's a voice issue. That's why he didn't join us today and will not be on the call. Shane Willis will be on the call tonight with Mike Maniscalco, of course. You can listen. You can watch the game on Bally's, and of course, you can listen to it right here on 99.9 The Fan. The Canes have won two straight. They won at Philly on Saturday. Then Monday, they came back here in Raleigh and beat uh, the Capitals 3-2 to two in a shootout. So they look to keep going. They've won 3-4 of four as well. 6-2-1 start to the season. The Canes are a regular season machine. I know sometimes it feels like we don't talk about the Canes a lot when you know they go on these road trips, and you're like, hey, what, what happened with the Canes? Let me tell you, the Canes are fine. All right, 6-2-1. and one. They're at Tampa tonight. We'll see how they do in that road test back home tomorrow against Buffalo. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Let me just tell you straight up at 47 that I know I'm old at this point in my life. Okay? Age is just a number, I, I, I get that, but the, the truth is I, I feel very old because you know I'm, I'm in bed by 8 30 yeah most nights the truth be told colin morikawa mm-hmm. is one of the best golfers in the world he's also 25 he's already won two majors there aren't many people who in the history of the sport who've won two majors by 25 no however colin did not win a golf tournament last year he had i believe five top 10 finishes last year but he did not have a win and he was asked, what? You know, we, we, we like to panic sometimes. What do you think is wrong? Morikawa said, who's 25, to be honest, I think it's just getting old. I mean, man, like I drank way more in college than I ever do now. But apparently when you get older, your body just moves differently. Okay. I, I First of all, I already liked Colin Morikawa because he's he's – He's a pure ball striker. He's one of the best players on the tour. You don't win two majors without being able to do that. This man at 25 said, I can't drink and play golf. Might be. He he just may have become my favorite golfer. 
I don't know if you know this, Dennis. I do not drink when I play golf. Neither I don't. Do I. I don't like to drink either two days or even three days before I play golf because it will. I will play poorly, and then I'll feel terrible. Okay. And, and every time I do, I go, "Why did I do that?" And there's plenty of people that I play golf with. Bring a cooler. You want to drink a beer? There are times. Well, I'll make exceptions, of course. But when I'm sitting there and I'm playing one of my rounds, I am locked in. And so I, Colin Morikawa. I love this, but I got bad news for you, my man. Yeah. Because you you've won all this money and you're you're 25. Don't, don't, please don't throw away your shot because in 10 years you're gonna be like, I wish I was 25. And yeah. then when you're 45, you're gonna be like, I wish I was 35. 25, man, you're. I'm not gonna you're, lie. You're living pretty good. <laughs> the body I had when I was 25, which is 11 years ago, if I had that, I don't know, when I was in college playing lacrosse. I would have been fantastic. Like, I would have been so much better of a lacrosse player than what I was because, I don't know, I was more physically developed at 25 than I was at 18. So I'm like, wait, yeah, of course your body's going to change at 25. It's called your maturing. So 25 in golf might be old, but not in college football. I don't know if you're a fan of the Maction. Oh, the, who doesn't the mid, love some Mid-American fun conference. Where they, their teams play during the week, and if you're into gambling, you're definitely into Maction. Northern Illinois has an eighth year linebacker he's 25 years old what? this isn't chris winkie who went and played minor league baseball then yeah. came back at 28 no 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 he's 25 years old and due to covid and different injuries and everything else and red shirts he's in his eighth year of college 25 he should have a doctorate he like, might. I, i'm guaranteed like here's the thing if i was in my eighth year of of college yeah i would have a doctorate degree yeah, there's plenty of people that go to school for seven years. They're called doctors. I, He is. He actually is pursuing his doctorate. That's funny. That's funny. That's Northern good. Illinois giving you a reason to root for um, the Huskies in the Maction. Yeah, 2015 was his first year on the roster. Amazing. Golly. Amazing. Next up. All right, North Carolina, number 17 in this week's college football playoff rankings, goes to Charlottesville this week. And if you're unfamiliar with this series and rivalry, which is the oldest in the South, yes, Auburn and Georgia, North Carolina and Virginia is the oldest. The Tar Heels have had a history of not playing well in Charlottesville. They went from 1981 uh, through 2008. And remember, they would play every other year. And they couldn't win at Virginia. And if you're not familiar with Virginia's history in football, it's not great. They've had great moments at the end of the 80s. They certainly had some good teams in the 90s with the Barber Twins, Thomas Jones. You know, they've had some dudes. But Virginia historically has not been a good football team. So it's been a little bit perplexing that Carolina hasn't played as well there as they could have. Uh, Bush Davis's team in 2010 broke that streak. Then they won four straight in Charlottesville. And now it's been the last two trips. The, the mojo has kind of come back. So the Tar Heels are a seven-point favorite at Virginia on Saturday. Cox, you tell me if you really think Virginia has a chance against North Carolina in this offense. Here are the points scored in ACC play this season by Virginia. 20 at Syracuse, 17 at Duke, 17 at home against Louisville, 16 at Georgia Tech, and 12 in four overtimes against Miami yep. this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, do they have a chance of winning? 
No, because they stink. Virginia. Yeah. I love the Tar Heels this weekend. Uh, again, minus seven. I think their offense is way too much I, for I'd, Virginia I'd lay to those handle. Po- I'd lay Whoa. those points. Gosh. Poor, poor Brendan Armstrong had an amazing season last year statistically. And if you're not familiar with what's happened with Virginia, they had a coaching change. Bronco Mendenhall left, kind of left them in a lurch. Yeah. And they hired Tony Elliott from Clemson. It feels like the equivalent of the Scotty Montgomery smart bomb that David Cutcliffe unleashed on ECU football. For whatever reason, Dabo Sweeney has wanted to sabotage the Virginia football program because that's what it looks like he's done. Brendan Armstrong this season has six touchdowns and nine interceptions. That's this season, six touchdowns, nine interceptions. Last year, he threw for 31 touchdowns last year. 31. He's got six this year. That's a... That's an amazing, an amazing turnaround in the wrong direction. Well, I think the biggest turnaround for Virginia in that regard is I can't pr- pronounce his last name correctly, but Robert and I, mm-hmm. who was the offensive coordinator the last few years at Virginia when Armstrong was putting up all those numbers, is where now Syracuse exactly. And Garrett Trader's really taking off exactly. under that offense. So, and unfortunately for NC State fans, they'll note that Des Kitchings is calling the play for calling the plays for Virginia. Man, if there's anything Dave Doran has taught us is like who the wrong people are to call plays. Matt Canada was there for a while, yep. and then Dez, unfortunately, was there in 2019. Uh, popular coach, popular with recruits, but the play calling in 2019 was abysmal, and Virginia learning the same thing this season with Kitchings calling the play. Plays up in Charlottesville. Duke, meanwhile, getting back, uh, trying to get back to bowl eligibility. The Blue Doubles are 5-3 and three after they had trounced Miami two weeks ago. They had the open date. Now they go to BC. They get a night game up at Alumni Stadium. BC is on the bus, uh, two and six on the season, and one and four in league play. Duke going back, trying to get back to a bowl. I mean, I don't think there's any question that Mike Elko is going to be the ACC coach of the year. I'm not even sure there's even another candidate unless you want to go Dabo Sweeney, maybe Mac Brown. But when you look at what Duke did the last two years under David Cutcliffe, one and seventeen in ACC play, five and eighteen overall. Um, Duke trying to get back to a bowl game for the first time since the 2018 season. If they beat Boston College on Saturday, they will do just that. Won't be easy for the Blue Devils, but they should do it. Make yeah, it to a bowl I, game. I love the week off, especially yeah. after an emotional win where you really feel like you poured it out and really putting it on Miami. Oh, yeah. You know, it would have been tough to kind of come back that next week under the Gilio theory of, of the rhythm method. Because when you play like you play poorly, the next week you bounce back. When you play like your Super Bowl and you play that well, mm-hmm. it's really hard to duplicate that the next week. So great timing on the schedule for Duke football. Great timing for Mike Elko. I think he'll have that crew ready to roll up at BC. And, the, and speaking of offenses that have struggled poor, poor, poor. Poor Phil Jerkovic. Uh, it just hasn't gone well. Jerkovic just hasn't gone well for the Eagles this year and Jeff Halfley. So we'll see. Uh, that's a young team hoping to turn it around already for next season. Next up. Number two. All right. We promised a 911 call. Mm-hmm. Unlike any other. There was a story earlier this week about a woman who went to Cooper's Barbecue in downtown Raleigh. And she was not pleased with the meat and she left a review and the review on one of these online sites and had said that the the meat was pink 
and she thought it was undercooked. Bless her heart, she didn't realize that barbecue, when it's smoked, has a pink ring that appears. And she also complained about the fatty um, consistency of the barbecue. No, no, no. That's that's a feature. That's not a bug. That's a yeah, feature. That's the way it's supposed to be. So this woman, as as the online review goes, she says she called the police. And if you're unfamiliar with such things in the state of North Carolina, if you're not if you're not familiar with how the media works or how the open record requests work, we have any anyone does. But under the Freedom of Information Act, we have access to nine one one calls. Okay, all you got to do is request it. Sometimes those calls take a little bit longer to come back. There's obviously more serious ones. But Brian Murphy over at WRAL, our friend and our colleague, put in the request. And sure enough, we now have a copy. This is not a radio bit, okay? Understand, I'm only in year three of radio. I am not skilled enough to pull this off, okay? This is not a bit. This is a legitimate 911 call from a disgruntled customer who thought, I'm going to get barbecue. Well, I didn't like my experience. So what do you do? Naturally, you think to call 911. Have I painted a sufficient enough picture of how ignorant this person could possibly be? And I haven't even heard the call yet, but I am anxious for her to prove me correct of how stupid you could possibly be as a human being. Disclaimer out there, I did trim some of this down a little bit because... Repeated the location multiple times, just stuff we didn't need to hear. So, All right, so I this, did trim some of those things out, but let's nothing hear else it. This is the actual nine one one call from the customer from Cooper's Barbecue, who, keep in mind, thought that the barbecue was undercooked and she was disgruntled. Here we go. November first, two thousand twenty-two. Twelve hours, fifty-four minutes, twenty-six seconds. Nine one one. What's the address of the emergency? Yes, can I get an officer at um, Clyde Cooper and Barbecue? Tell me exactly what happened. Yes, I had ordered some food from there, and the barbecue is pink, and I asked for either for them to cook it some more or exchange my order, and they're saying that the meat is supposed to be pink, and I asked for them to change my order, so they said that they're not giving my money back or they're not going to trade out the food. And there's no sign where it says that they don't trade out foods or anything, no returns or anything like that. Because I've asked them, do they have a sign where it says there's no returns or anything? This woman thought the best course of action for her, not being satisfied with her meal. Okay, that happens to people. I'm not trying to belittle, belittle her for that. We've all had a bad experience at a restaurant. But who on earth in the the year of our Lord 2022 calls 911 as if it was like the what the watch what I do here as if it was the Swiner line. See what you did there. You des- I deserve all the booze or whatever you want to give me right there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. Well, first of all, thank you to Brian Murphy. Thank you for the good people in the Raleigh Police Department for tolerating this this phone call. I don't know why they did as long as they did, but I guess they have more patience than I would or or do for such situations. But, yeah, you know, hey, if you don't have a good experience, it's fine to complain. You Please don't call 911. That, that's not a reason to call 911, okay? And, and shouts to Clyde Coopers because they've been downtown forever. Uh, if you've never been, this is all the more reason to go. Because they have great food. 
and they deserve some sort of reward for putting up with ignorant people like this. Next up. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. I'm just mad that Ovius wasn't here to hear the to hear the call. I know because Oh, I'm sure he see, is. I am not sophisticated enough to pull off such a, a bit in, in the theater of the mind and radio. No, Ovius is. But when I tell you that is the legitimate 911 call, that is the legitimate 911 call. Legitimate stakes for NC State and Wake Forest. How is that even possible? They can't win the ACC. Well, I'll explain. Next. Joe Ovis is out today. He will be back tomorrow. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. We've had a very eventful show already. If you missed any of our conversation with the Holt brothers, Terrence and Tori, NC State legends. You can catch that on the best of the OG podcast. I also spoke to Terrence for Pack Therapy this week. Join me and Mike Glennon. And yes, our guest this week is Terrence Holt on Pack Therapy. You can catch it on Apple, Spotify, the Googles. You name it, you can catch all of our previous episodes on WRALsportsfan.com. You can watch us on WRAL Sports Plus starting at 6 o'clock every Friday. Pack Therapy, our podcast, is brought to you by the Pack of Wolves NIL Collective, empowering Wolfpack athletes, engaging Wolfpack fans. This has been a series to engage Wolfpack fans between the Demon Deacons and NC State. But lately... It's been a series that has enraged Wolfpack fans. NC State's lost three of four to Wake Forest, and the the losses have really, really been stingers. You have 2017, NC State loses a chance down in Winston-Salem as receiver Emeka Amezi reaches over the goal line. Sang Bassi comes over, knocks that thing away. There's some dispute. There was no camera, the right camera angle, whatever it was. It was a great play by Wake's defender. Deeks win by six. Next year, NC State's running hot. Number 14 in the college football playoff rankings. Their schedule had opened up like the Red Sea. My gosh. They had a a Carolina team on the dying legs of the Fedora era. Mm -hmm. Louisville had fired Bobby Petrino. NC State just needed to tie its shoes to get not only to that 10-win mark, but also to a major bowl game for the first time in school history. What ends up happening? Sam Hartman gets hurt. Wake Forest shows up minus 12 players from their regular rotation. And then they win. Jamie Newman. Hello, Newman. Ends up leading the Deeks to an unbelievable win on a Thursday night at Carter-Finley Stadium. That one is still, if you're an NC State fan and you were there, that one still that kind of sits and simmers with you. You can't quite... Get rid of that one. NC State did win in 2020. 45-42. Won the first game of the pandemic season in Raleigh. 45-42. Last year, final score, 45-42. This time it was the Deeks. This time with more stakes. Atlantic Division on the line. NC State loses in a game where, yeah, they lost by three, but they were kind of chasing it the whole night. Then some special teams plays that helped them. Bam Knight had a kickoff return that was important for them. But the Deeks, uh, they were third down conversion machines in that game. NC State was also stubborn trying to run the ball in that game because, well, Wake Forest is bad at at run defense. Well, that doesn't mean that's what you do all game if it's not working. Got to adjust. That's the big question for Saturday night's matchup at Carter-Finley Stadium. 8 o'clock, is NC State going to adjust? 
Will we see the team that was down 21 to 3 to Virginia Tech? The team with MJ Morris completing 12 of 14 passes for three touchdowns? Is that is that the Wolfpack team we're going to see? Are we going to see the team that fell behind Virginia Tech 21 to 3? That ran a lot of quarterback draws. That was scared to throw the ball down the field. That was over-aggressive on defense and burned on some plays down the field. You know Wake Forest is going to take shots. That's what Wake Forest does. What Wake Forest team are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that traded Pate with Clemson earlier in the year? Or are we going to see the one that was embarrassed by Louisville last week? Eight turnovers? Eight in one game? They're outscored 35-0 in the third quarter by Louisville. Louisville's defense scored a pair of touchdowns. I can't imagine it's been a fun week of practice down in Winston-Salem. Sam Hartman's a proud player. And yeah. we and we talked to Dave Clawson on this show. If you missed any of that, catch it on the best of the OG podcast. We talked to Dave Clawson, and he said, look, he tried to deflect as much criticism as he could from his quarterback, who's been outstanding at, throughout his career. But at, he, he's the one, you know, he said, oh, a couple of passes were tipped. You know, the guy came in unblocked. There's a strip sack. There were plays. That's all well and good. Now, I, I applaud Dave Clawson for standing up for his quarterback, but the truth of the matter is Sam Hartman had a bad game. Out of bad quarter. And I fully expect Sam Hartman to have a great game Saturday night. And that's the thing. It was a bad day. It was yeah. a bad or just a bad quarter. I was gonna say no, it was, it was just a bad, a bad quarter. quarter. Because they were up 14-13 at the half. Mm-hmm. Louisville's defense did some things. Different pressures, different blitzes, fast team. You know, credit credit to Scott Satterfield. Yeah. You know, they lose earlier in the year, and I I thought he would get fired. Louisville is not a patient program. No. This is not a patient athletic department. This is not one that looks at Scott Satterfield, who, quite frankly, has had a, an eye for other programs earlier in his tenure. Tennessee, South Carolina, there's been some speculation that he was, you know, ready to get out of there. Quite frankly, he was even asked about it point blank, and he, he, he gave the cockamamie answer of that he wanted to be back closer to home. I'm not sure how close Columbia is to home, but he's, he's from uh, Hillsboro, Orange County area over here, just outside of Chapel Hill. You take the Chapel Hill job, okay, but the South Carolina job, that, that just sounds like you're confusing your Carolinas. Neither here nor there. NC State has a chance now, has a chance to refocus. So does Wake Forest. Wake 21 in the college football playoff rankings, NC State 22. If Clemson, who's number four in this week's rankings, can win out and stay in that top four and make the playoff, which they'll have every chance to do, the next highest-rated team in the final CFP ranking will earn the ACC spot in the Orange Bowl. NC State's never played in a major New Year's New Year's Day bowl game before. So, as much as they're disappointed about Devin Leary's injury, as much as they're disappointed about not being able to win the ACC for the first time since 1979, they still have a chance to become only the second team in school history to win 10 games, and they still have a chance to play their way into that Orange Bowl for the first time. In school history. Same applies for Wake Forest, by the way. They've been to the Orange Bowl before. They've been in big games before. They've won the ACC. They've won the division. But they've had to deal with the disappointment of not being able to get back to that ACC championship game. So a gift, if you will, from the College Football Playoff Committee, giving NC State, giving Wake Forest, and giving North Carolina, number 17 in the CFP rankings, that chance to get in to the Orange Bowl. Oh, well, if there were an award for the dumbest 911 call, we would have it. There was a customer this week at Clyde Cooper's Barbecue in downtown Raleigh. She was dissatisfied with her meal. Fine. 
She left a review that said, an online review that said she was dissatisfied with her meal. Fine. What's not fine? She bought barbecue at a barbecue place and didn't realize that it would be pink because of the smoke ring from smoking the meat. She didn't realize it would have fat in it because, yes, chopped barbecue has fat in it. It adds to the flavor. What's not fine? She decided not only to leave a review, but to call 911. Thanks to Brian Murphy over at WREO, we have a copy of that call. And yes, this is a legitimate call. I am not sophisticated enough in radio to provide a deep fake. This is the actual call from 911 about her uh, I- incident, uh, if so to speak, and, and her dissatisfaction at Cooper's. Here's the call. November 1st, 2022, 12 hours, 54 minutes, 26 seconds. Yeah. 911, what's the address of the emergency? Yes, can I get an officer at um, Clive, Cooper, and Barbecue? Tell me exactly what happened. Yes, I had ordered some food from there, and the uh, barbecue is pink, and I asked for either for them to cook it some more or exchange my order. And they're saying that the meat is supposed to be pink, and I asked for them to change my order. So they said that they're not giving my money back or they're not going to um, trade out the food. And there's no sign where it says that they don't trade out food or anything, no returns or anything like that. Because I asked them, do they have a sign where it says there's no returns or anything? What tremendous restraint by the 911 operator there. Why, why are you wasting everyone's time with this phone call? This is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Please do us all a favor and become more aware of what's going on in the world. You don't need to call 911 after going to a restaurant. Certainly not one as well-respected and outstanding as Cooper's Barbecue, an institution in downtown Raleigh. The only ex- only explanation I can come up with for this is you're not from here. And that's fine. Leave a review. Fine. Yeah. Don't need you don't call nine one one. I will say as someone who's lived in North Carolina for ten of the last eleven years, I had a little gap there. I went to Wisconsin for a year. Yeah. So I'm a transplant to this state. I know what's up. <laughs> I cause you know why? Because I learned it. <laughs> that's the thing. I was like, oh yeah. North Carolina barbecue. Oh, there are two different styles. Yeah. Oh, there's an Eastern and oh, not Western. It's Lexington style. Some people call it Western. Okay, fine. But really, it's called Lexington style. So, yeah, you learn the differences. And like, oh, but I've also known in my life that smoked pork does have a pinkish color to it. Just things you learn. And by the way, when people say barbecue, they mean different things. Yes, different example, parts of the country. Different parts of the country have different meanings. For example, in Texas, when people barbecue, brisket is a very big part of that. That's really the main staple. Kansas City, different style of barbecue. St. Louis, different style. Okay, but that's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And they have that stuff that they make in South Carolina. <laughs> Mustard, I, I, yeah. I call it garbage. <laughs> but my point is, yeah, there's different styles of barbecue, but you know, things things you can learn. As a transplant here in the state of North Carolina. That 911 call does not put me in the holiday spirit, but this can. The WRAL Knights of Lights is back for a third year, and the tickets are on sale now. New this year, we have an improved and redesigned light route, in-person activities like the Holiday Outpost or Igloo experiences, and, of course, 
a good dose of holiday cheer. Visit the WRLNightsOfLights.com to learn more. And now let us close out this hour with my opportunity to troll my co-host, my outstanding friend, Joe Ovius, who, for whatever reason, and I think part of it is he likes to be different. He likes to go against the grain. He doesn't like Bruce Springsteen, okay? And I, I find it to be slightly irritating that somebody who likes music as much as Joe does gives off the air of Bruce Springsteen is only like the poet laureate of middle-aged sports writers. Fair. We have a way. He's not wrong. We have a way of gravitating to the boss. He's not wrong. However, I also have that. It is reductive and disrespectful to Springsteen and his career accomplishments to just give us the Sandy chorus in the way that Joe does. So this week, Bruce Springsteen went on the Howard Stern show. And first of all, Howard Stern is the best interviewer in the business. This is there's I don't I don't even think Joe would dispute that to have Springsteen on in the studio at the piano. Well, you can just rock me to sleep tonight because Stern and this is the exchange and this it just leads you down this path of wait a second, you're going to hate on the boss even after this. Where were you when you came up with that piano intro? Did you hear Charlie Puth playing it? The yeah, other, he I mean, can really play it. And the funny thing is, I can't play it anymore. You no, can't? No. What do you mean you can't play it anymore? I don't remember it. What do you, <laughs> you mean you don't remember how you... Uh, no, I can't play the whole thing anymore. I can play Backstreet's, I'll bet. <laughs> Let me see. So he's sitting at the piano now here in the studio. Like, come on. Unbelievable. all off the Born to Run album, if you don't know, from 75. What made the boss famous? See, I wrote most of Born to Run piano, which is why the whole record was really written on that my aunt's little Aeolian piano. Wow. And so that's why all the songs have... Don't know Dennis Cox. The screen door slams. Mary's dressways. Let's put me in. A, let's put me in a place. See, this is what happens on Thrilling Thursday. Elvius hates it when I do this. I argue with him when he's not here. He can't stand it. See, he hates on Bruce Springsteen because he knows he likes to be a contrarian. Well, I like to hate. I like to argue with you when you're not here. Just to be a little bit of a contrarian. 